Blog Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday night, and you are listening to page one, first page one of the month of March. February has come and gone. January has come and gone. This is the last month of the first quarter of the year. Didn't feel like it's going that fast, but it is. How are you? I'm LeVar in the Midwest, where it is our usual time of 10 o'clock Central Time, 11 o'clock in the East, and out on the West Coast in the land of, oh, is it still Sin City out there? Is, is that what they call it? It's still Sin City, yeah, it's still Sin City. My wonderful friend Mary, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I this has been, I will. quickly, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, I will actually be the first to admit, uh, from time to time, we have a few topics to talk about on the show. Uh, this week, couldn't find anything because the news has been inhabited by just one topic. We'll talk about that in a minute. Before I go further, uh, as I've done here for the last few weeks, because we're now in uh, the last few days of a wonderful thing that my friend here is doing. I want to make sure tonight that you have an opportunity to, uh, if you haven't already, if you have, thank you. If not, we still have time. But as you know, uh, I've taken some time out of this show uh, to talk about uh, the fact that Mary will be you know, all these weeks, and I think that you would think I would get it right. But I was going to say she is going to be shaving it all off because uh, it's not cutting. Because cutting means that there's still going to be something left. Shaving it all off for St. Baldrick's, which is an uh, awesome thing. There's a few ways of doing this. You can stop by, uh, and I'm going to um, pretty much tonight uh, retweet from her page, but you can go to her Twitter at Blue Eyes Mama on Twitter. She has a post in there about it. Click on the link. It will have a button there in which you can go to donate so that we make sure that she gets credit. Or you can call by phone 888-899-2253. I'll repeat that. 888-899-2253. You will use participant code 1044616. So once again, it's 1044616. Do you have anything that you want to add to that? Um, Just thank you for all the people that have donated so far. 
uh, help me reach my goal. I would love, love, love to double it if I could. We've got seven days. Um, we will be accepting, and I will be accepting donations after the shave event. If you wait until the shave event um, or after the shave event, you will see on my page, if you donate online, the before and the after. So I will be putting up a picture of the after. And it's coming up. It's going to be it's gonna be a hoot. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who has. Any amount is greatly appreciated, $5.00. whatever you decide. And I I appreciate that, and I know that the the nonprofit also appreciates that. And it is tax deductible, so if it's one of those things, it is tax deductible. So there you go. I forgot to, I failed to mention that uh, for those that don't know what St. Baldrick's does is that uh, it goes towards helping uh, with childhood cancer research because, and I think I've said it time and again, uh, is that I think it's every two minutes Every two minutes. Uh, a child is diagnosed with cancer. So if you're helping towards this, you can help fund research that will save their lives. So think about that. This show has now gone on. Uh, it is now five after the hour. So two children in that time, and pretty much a few seconds from now, three children, in the time that you heard us open this show, have been diagnosed with cancer. We want to get it as to where during the length of this show or any hour or any two minutes, it's none. You know, I always say if there's something that I hate. You know, there's a lot of things that I may not like, but if there's, there's something that I truly hate, it is cancer. And I think that we can all agree on that one. So it's okay to pretty much hate this because I think we're all united in trying to do what we can. And by you helping in any way that you can, we can hopefully eradicate this. So if you have a chance to do it, I know I say for Mary, thank you. And hopefully uh, if you have a few moments tonight, go online, get it done. So, all right. But, yes, we you hit goal. I am, like, so happy, um, and, and it's growing. And I think so, most people, too, that's the thing I want to stop, because just because the goal, quote, has been reached, you want to knock down barriers. You just don't want to, like, hit the goal. You want to, like, go up and beyond as to where you want to do more than. So in no means is has this, like, you know, we she's let up and stopped. Continue going. She's going to continue going, like she said, up and even beyond that. So uh, don't think that the giving is over. It's still open. Go do it. I think I've added enough, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so as I stated, normally in this time slot, we generally have a lot of stories, and I think that the one story that I probably was going to talk about, have a very odd feeling that this could take up our entire hour tonight. Uh, if you have not heard, and if you've grown tired like me a little bit, even though I know it's a serious topic, but the coronavirus, or uh, COVID-19 as it is also called, has taken over a lot of things here in the last few days. Are you amazed at just how much uh, 
I guess, press that this has gotten so far? Oh, my gosh. Like, audible eye roll right here. Like, it's if you could see my face, I know that you can't. But, oh, my goodness. Yes. And what's worse is it's taking away, not taking away, the press coverage for it, although I understand it, is not covering the stuff that's actually worse than COVID-19 or whatever it is. So, yeah, it's just insane. Insane. Um. I guess there is, and if you go actually online at MSN, they actually now have its own like news block of just news that's regarding that. I'm not sure if I'm like the only one. I don't know if it's just anybody else, but whenever I see like the strain, it makes me itchy. <laughs> have you seen it? <laughs> you mean the little the red polyps that look like they've got pokies? Yeah. It makes yeah. Me, it, yeah, I've seen a picture I, of the strain, yeah. Yeah, and now it's on MSN, which pretty much it's, yeah. Um, and so MSN also, is making you itchy? No, because they use as their main picture that strain. It was, And it was you click on it, and it takes you to, like, a bunch of news in regards to it. Uh, there's even a button on there in which you can donate and help in the response effort. Um. What response effort? In response to what? <laughs> what am I donating to? It has a button. I kid you not. Actually, I've got this website up now while we're live on air. I'm actually going to click on this. It is, you can give to the response effort, and it goes to uh, – it says you could support – your support can help reduce the impact of this epidemic, and you can donate, and you can help international aid organizations respond to <laughs> respond to – and mitigate the effects of the virus. Your donation will benefit the following nonprofit organizations, International Medical Corps, UNICEF, um, and I'm pretty sure that the list is going to grow. Uh, but the gift that you give okay. will ensure that responders are able to address the urgent needs and help protect the vulnerable uh, populations from the outbreak. Okay, okay, all right. Um I'm not oh, there's so much to unpack here. There's so my head is going to explode. Oh my gosh. Okay, I know I just got done saying please donate any amount will be helpful, and I do. I really do want everyone to really think about donating towards St. Baldrick's. It doesn't have to be me. It could be just St. Baldrick's. It's children with cancer. How many kids are diagnosed with cancer? It's one every two minutes. How many people have been diagnosed in the last two minutes with coronavirus? I'll tell you, zero. (laughs) Big fat nugget. Big fat nugget. And it's just insane. Like, okay, you want to help across the world, like internationally? I'm not going to stop you if you want to donate to that. UNICEF is a great organization. Uh, some of their some of their views and my views don't mesh well, but they're not a bad organization. If it was Red Cross, if it was um, if it was your local fire rescue, I mean, by all means, if that's what you're going to do for the coronavirus, good for you. Bravo. Donate yep. to people in need. But this, oh god, they're calling it an epidemic, and it's just it's 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 
Oh my gosh, it's driving me insane. My my head's going to explode. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot of there's a lot of news that's come out, and it seems like every hour on the hour that there are more and more stories that are coming out. Uh, the latest from the New York Times uh, has now revised the amount of people. Uh, the cases in the U.S. has broken 300 people. Um, the CDC guidance is now saying that older adults should stay at home as much as possible. Uh, right now, there is a ship off of the coast of California where 21 of the 46 that are on there tested uh, positive for it. And then uh, by Southwest, which is a huge event in Texas, usually in Houston, which brings together the entertainment, music, and technology uh, worlds, has been canceled for this year. Uh, and sports, it's now affecting that because there have been specific teams that have canceled the remaining of their scheduled games for the year. Uh, in Baltimore, there was uh, empty gym uh, for an NCAA game. Uh, it's believed to be pretty much the first uh, U.S. sports event held without fans because of it. Uh, Yeshiva University, they beat uh, Worcester Polytechnic Institute in the Division Three men's NCAA tournament game Friday in an empty gym at Johns Hopkins University. So, um, yeah, it's something that is, and now they're saying that some of the first U.S. colleges uh, are closing classrooms as the virus spreads. Uh, the University of Washington said on Friday that it would cancel in-person classes and have students take courses and finals remotely um, while the Seattle area grapples with a growing outbreak. And other colleges could be uh, right behind you. So there's a lot that's coming out. Um, I know you, being there in Nevada, have seen some things going on at the stores as well. Yes, yes, because people are being the way that they are um, and don't get completely educated about what's going on and how they can, you know, mitigate the spread of the disease um, or the virus. Um, they, we have lost, let's, let's not, not lost. Stores have been having very low stock of water, cleaning products, medications, and toilet paper. It's insane. People are walking out. I went to the store today for my normal grocery run. Nothing out of the ordinary, the normal things that we normally get, um, stuff that goes bad, the perishables that I normally get. I guess soup is starting to become scarce as well around here. Um, that's the latest thing I've heard. Um, but yeah, like people walking out of the stores with their grocery carts and there's two or three in a train because they've got one grocery cart with four or five cases of water and four or five cases or, or large things of toilet, like reams, which I don't know what you would call it, toilet paper. Um, they've, some of the stores have actually put limits on how many you can get per transaction people will go out to the car, come back in, and do another transaction so that they can walk out with cases. Costco, Walmart, Sam's, uh, somebody said they had to go, they, they finally, they went to four different stores just to find toilet paper because they were running out. Like normal use, not trying to go and stock up, 
Yeah. I mean, and this is something that pretty much now everyone is pretty much on alert in regards to things that are going on, and and it's not just from that as you know the things I've told you as well. You've seen this week where the U.S. stock markets have taken some hits on these fears. Um, also, it is now even gone down to the religious aspect of things with the Church of the Nativity, and I do know that the other historical places, uh, religious historical places, have pretty much shut down for fears of having large crowds and the virus possibly spreading. And here in the United States, you've also seen where now the Catholic Church uh, have pretty much asked Di- uh, some of the uh, local uh, dioceses to suspend the serving of wine during communion. And I think it's also, uh, it says here in a letter to parish leaders, they said that wine should not be distributed during communion until further notice, and that churchgoers should receive the communion wafer in their hand and not in their tongue. So there's quite a bit going on there. And also, uh, they also urge Catholics to stay home for Mass if they're sick, to practice good hygiene, including frequent hand washing, and to avoid hand-to-hand contact during moments in the church service when churchgoers traditionally shake hands with those near them in pews. Um, Also, I know here in Chicago, um, they not only suspended the serving of communion wine from a chalice, but it also ordered priests, deacons, and other personnel to wash their hands before Mass and to use an alcohol-based antibacterial solution before and after distributing communion, and they've also taken out the holy water from the church. Uh, I know that some uh, use it uh, coming into the church, but, yeah, it, it pretty much is something where it is now pretty much on a standby, uh, and they have been told um, not to. And I know also Muslim worshipers, uh, several moms uh, have advised uh, those to that if it's religiously permissible to pray at home rather than to attend Friday group prayers, which are generally uh, considered obligatory, especially for adult men. Um, and after the prayers, usually they typically greet one another with hugs, handshakes, and uh, cheek kisses. Now some mosque leaders are halting the custom of shaking the Amman's hand after prayer and are advising worshipers to find alternative greetings. So... A lot has changed uh, in just, it seems, the span of a couple of weeks in regards to things that we did every day that now, uh, if it involves in some way a possibility of something being spread, um, it is now, we're now taking a second look at it pretty much. Yeah, and it's just, it's insane because I'm, I'm looking at just some of the reports from like the WHO and um, the Hops, uh, John Hop, Johns Hops, and uh, why can't I say this? Because I'm getting frustrated. Johns Hopkins. I can say it if I slow down. I'm getting frustrated. This is why I'm getting it. I'm looking at some of these things, and like we have in the U.S., there were 14 confirmed. Or there was 14 deaths in the U.S. Worldwide, because of coronavirus, as of right now, it's 3,004. 3,500, we'll just round it up, 3,500 globally, okay? The flu, the flu, we're looking at between 
on a yearly basis between 291,000 and 646,000 deaths worldwide. In the U.S., 12,000 to 61,000. I'm sorry. Other than somebody telling me get the flu shot every year, I don't hear people freaking out about the flu. But then we have this coronavirus that's had less than 20 deaths. And people are losing their minds. Do you think, though, because... But do you think, though, because when we say the flu, generally in the old school, we used to say the flu virus, but now we just say flu. Do you think that Mm -hmm. people would take it more serious if we probably use the, quote, technical terms for flu or the common cold? If we called it the influenza virus? Yeah, because we're using you know, something foreign that a lot of people have never heard before. And I think because it, it's kind of like the same old thing, we get used to it, and pretty much we don't really think twice about it. But when something comes along, when it's, you know, even though coronavirus has been around and there has been documented, you know, cases and studies about this, but because it's not as widely publicized, and now all of a sudden when you seem to have had more than a few people or other countries succumb to the effects of this, and now you're using, you know, COVID-19 and coronavirus and, you know, the whole thing of, uh, you know, something spreading. And I think when people get that, then all of a sudden it's that wake-up system. But here's the thing. It's something that we really could avoid, all of us, if we practice a few simple steps. One, you know, it goes back to that old adage of washing your hands. The thing is, is that... You dirty, dirty people. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And I think we've talked about this on this show once in a while, and I think we talked about it a few months ago in regards to mm-hmm. washing your hands. Uh, actually, Kristen Bell posted a photo on Instagram of her mom's hands lit up with UV light to show the germs of an unwashed hand and one that was washed 30 seconds with uh, soapy water. Uh, and they showed how much of a difference it made. And Business Insider conducted a similar experiment comparing hand sanitizer and hand washing, which showed a huge marked difference. Uh, Health officials were saying it's important that everyone has access to hand sanitizer for times that they don't have access to a sink, but not to use it as a substitute if you do have the option of soap and water. Um, You know, which everybody seems to do. Yeah, and I don't think people look at it too with the hand sanitizer. Uh, the lower the percentage on that hand sanitizer, because you'll see an alcohol percentage on that, the lower the percentage on that hand sanitizer, the less it's going to do for you. So mm-hmm. that fancy stuff that you buy that like might smell nice. But it doesn't that, dry out your hands. Yeah, that's like 60-some percent. It's not going to help you. It Nothing beats, as my mom and grandma used to tell me, nothing beats warm and soapy water. What were we doing before the popularity of all these hand sanitizers? We were washing our hands. So, you know, it's just common sense. And, and when you are, you know, coughing or sneezing, you know, those are the people that need to buy the mask or, you know, that need to either stay at home. I don't think we live in such a society now where people are afraid to take off because jobs place this uh, stress of being there all the time. Now it's coming back to proverbially pretty much bite us in the ass because now you have people who are so mindset on, i got to go to work, and they've got, like, they're hacking up a lung. And you do a lot more harm 
in regards to work productivity being there, sneezing and coughing. And I guess, too, it's education, too, because education is another thing. Because if you're not educated about when you should, you know, go to a doctor or when you should be taking particular things, it's it's all about, I think, just learning. Um, And you're seeing that now. Because there's stuff that people are everybody's panicking about it though. It's it's a panic that is just yeah. uncalled for. I, I I I guess it's just one of those things where like I look at it and I go, okay, I understand that people have died from it. I understand that, and I'm not going to downplay that. I understand that it's a it's a it's a virus that makes you feel awful. Hmm. So it's. So is the influenza virus. So is having bronchitis. So is having arthritis. You know, anything that ends in itis, I think, is painful. So I guess it's just one of those things where it's like really put it into perspective. Yeah, the media is throwing this in our face, and that's the only thing you get to see. So then people freak out. Because, oh, my gosh, why is the media saying so much about this? I thought this wasn't that big of a deal. It isn't. But the media is sensationalizing it for for whatever reason, and and maybe it's because they're scared too. I don't know, or it's a slow news day, or they want to take your mind away from whatever else is going on in the in the media. I don't. I I have no idea. I don't have a good answer for that. But it's just like it, stop, breathe for a moment. Even if it is through your sleep, you want to put your you want to put your mask on. Put your mask on and breathe. Like take thirty five seconds and go. Okay, is it really that bad? Put it into perspective. I mean, schools are canceling trips. People are canceling. Like, they're closing, like, uh, like uh, airlines are losing business because people are canceling their trips. Um, you know they're running empty places planes. that haven't even, yeah, because they have to. Because they have to get that plane to whatever destination it was, regardless of whether there's people on that plane or not. And then you're, you, and then there, it's to destinations that haven't had any confirmed cases yet. Like if you're going up to Seattle, okay, that makes sense. There are people that have been, been confirmed as having the coronavirus, getting treatment, and surviving. <gasps> I don't hear about those people. Like where's that in the media, you know? Right. And then it's common sense stuff. Wash your hands, sneeze or cough into your sleeve, stay home when you're sick. Yeah. Speaking of that, I know I kind of touched on that a little while ago, but uh, in regards to people taking sick leave uh, and being afraid to, um, there were actually a few good articles about that as well. And and it, it's sad now that we are we're sick but we don't want to do the right thing and staying at home. I think for the sake of everybody that ha- works with somebody that, you know, uh, Business Insider had an article, um, and the topic of it, and I, I will read you the uh, lead of it. It says, I'm scared to lose my job and I'm scared to die. Retail employees describe working conditions as the coronavirus panic heightens nationwide. Um at a Target store in Michigan, an employee in the electronics department stopped greeting his favorite customers with handshakes and hugs 
amid the growing threat of uh, the coronavirus, and he started to worry about what would happen if he got sick. He says, you don't get paid if you call out, and I don't have the money to call off a day. Uh, on the other side of the country, another person concerned about the likelihood of exposure to the virus uh, through his job who worked at Walmart, he says, we're in contact with hundreds of people every week, noting that he also handles hundreds of products during his shifts. He said he's worried about what his family would do if he died. It weighs a lot on me. Uh, as the number of cases grow, shoppers are pretty much stampeding stores and panic buying goods, including masks, hand sanitizer, and household staples. And they're trying to frantically work to restock the shelves. And, yeah, right now uh, a lot of workers fear calling off sick to working while ill, which is dangerous enough in itself. Um, a worker in a deli department at a Missouri Walmart admitted to coming to work while sick. So I think these jobs have to let people know. I've gone to work sick. I've gone to work sick. Not recently, but I have gone to work sick when I probably should have stayed home because I couldn't, like, not in this job that I have currently, thank God, because I have good – I work for I work for I work for a I, I'll even call it a business. I work for someone for everyone that I work for that actually care about their people. So I have pretty good insurance. I have pretty good time off. I have access to that. And then on top of that, my direct bosses, my direct supervisors, when they see me and I'm struggling because I'm not feeling well, it's like, go home. You're not doing me any good. You're not doing me any good. So currently, I'm good. Like, I feel all right saying, hey, I'm not doing well, so I'm going to stay home. But I've had jobs where I couldn't afford to call in sick. I couldn't take a day off because then that would mean that I wouldn't have money to pay for food, clothing, shelter, gas to get to work so I hear what they're saying I do I get it I 100% get it and that should show that should put a big old fat spotlight on that section like there's some good stuff that's coming out of this maybe people will start to pay attention it's like why are you sending them to, why are you making people come to work sick when, a lot of places have they don't want people coming in if they are sick and that there are ways around it in which they can get paid or there are some options of them getting paid. So I hope so. I there shouldn't have to be ways around it. It should be you have time, you know, you have time to take off and there's you get vacation time or sick leave or whatever the case may be and you shouldn't have to fear being fired because you aren't ill. That should right. not be a fear. Because that's Interesting a article also tonight uh, It talked about, and all of this I got it from uh, different sources, but they did talk about the starts of this virus and what the World Health Organization is saying. And the one question was, why is there so much conflicting information about how fatal this could be? Um, this, this COVID-19 is caused by a strain of coronavirus that wasn't seen in humans before December 2019. And the rapid emergence of it makes it a moving target. And we're pretty much learning now how it works, how to fight it, even as we try to prevent its spread. 
and watch you know some people die as well continue to scramble. And when a disease has been around pretty much for a while, we can be fairly certain that the cases reported in the calendar year represent a good sample set of typical outcomes, which makes calculating the mortality rate simple. Uh, it's just a question of how many people got sick and what percentage of them died. And while this is unfolding in real time with no data from previous years to guide us, all we can do is count up as many confirmed cases as possible to try and paint a complete picture of how it works. And they said we've seen enough cases of flu to know it kills something like 0.1% of those infected. Uh, so they could take a look back at stuff from 1918, you know, the worst strains of flu, and calculate that it killed more than 2.5% of those infected. But people fighting this don't have that benefit of hindsight. So I think that's why there's quite a bit of people out here who are looking at it unknown and are like, because when it's an unknown, what happens? We get easily frightened. But I think mm -hmm. the one true thing in, like, keeping this calm is, one, why does it always seem that when something like this happens, it brings out the worst in people? You know, I was uh, – I watched The View the other day, and I know. And Whoopi Goldberg actually brought up a good point, and she was talking about just how sickening it was that, you know, people went, bought up huge stocks of hand sanitizer – and was selling it off online for upwards of 140 bucks all the way up to $200 for hand sanitizer that you could easily go and probably buy for less than 2.99 at Walmart or Target before they bought it all. Before they bought it all. <laughs> but you know what happens? And I'm not wishing ill will towards anybody, but you know you see stories where uh, people who quote bought up all this stuff it really is not going to be worth it at the end of the day because if someone needs it, they're going to get it, and it's going to be mass produced. It's something that's mass produced. It's not something that's like it's already in the home. You just have to – I mean, we got soap. We still have soap. So I don't need your hand sanitizer. Plus, a lot of jobs and businesses have a ton of it there. So what the heck do I need to buy your $200 hand sanitizer for? especially if soap is still better than hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. All hand sanitizer really does is if you're out and about, but if I'm out and about, I'm pretty much generally probably at a restaurant or a public location that has a restroom that has soap. So mm -hmm. folks, stop before you uh, start buying masks because also I was at a hospital this week and those places need it more probably than you do buying up, like, huge pallets of masks. <laughs> so just calm down. <laughs> do what you need and to do. And those masks actually could be bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them probably so, could. Uh, yeah. I mean, it traps it in there. If you've already got the virus and now you're rebreathing it in, Instead of letting it out, I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not a medical professional, but I know that it's not the greatest thing. So, uh, so while uh, the novel coronavirus is thought to spread primarily by people in their respiratory droplets, think cough, sneezes, and spit, uh, hand washing with soap and water is still the best way to prevent transmission of the virus. Uh, they also have a list this week 
of some of the registered disinfectants on their list that might help out. Among those, uh, of course, it's the standbys in which we probably were already using in your home, such as the Clorox multi-surface cleaner with bleach, the disinfecting wipes. Uh, no way this is a commercial, but Lysol, their brand, uh, Perel, uh, Santa Prime. Uh, there's a full list uh, that's available on their website, I'm sure, but you know, if you have any of those, even if you have, you know, some sort of wipes, just be vigilant the way that you were before. You know, it pretty much is the things that you were doing before, if you were doing it, will continue to help. It's those that pretty much didn't do it before that we have to pretty much teach and bring them on board to what we were already doing. No need to go. And I never understood why people want to go and buy up and beyond. It's not in the spirit of things to, like, go and get – like five boxes of Clorox wipes when you know that you're not the only person out there that probably needs them, you know, and when you know that you didn't use Clorox wipes like that before because you know you're all guilty. When you bought a bottle or a thing of Clorox wipes, it probably lasted you for about a month and a half, two months in your home. So, yeah. (laughs) Now we've come down to people actually, like, making their own hand sanitizer at home, and I think that there was a vodka company uh, earlier that actually said, do not use their vodka for (laughs) cleaning your hands. It's not with that purpose. So, no. For those of you who even thought about going to buy alcoholic beverages to use them on your hands, stop it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Insanity. telling you. And it's a cash could be spreading it. Uh, The World Health Organization told Business Insider that people should wash their hands after handling cash, especially before eating. Uh, They should use uh, contactless payments instead. Uh, In February, China... That makes sense. Yeah, and in February, China said that it would destroy cash from areas highly impacted by the virus in an effort to slow the spread. Uh, So for those of you who are looking to get rid of your physical cash, um, you can send that along. (laughs) You can donate it to the (laughs) the St. Baldrick's. Yeah, and and I didn't know about the airlines running empty ghost flights, uh, Mm -hmm. especially over in Europe due to European rules forcing operators to use their allocated flights or lose their slots. So, yeah. Um, demand for flights is collapsing worldwide, with airline industry groups warning that the crisis could wipe up to $113 billion off the value of the industry. That's amazing how one particular thing can affect airlines so badly. I think if you remember after 9-11, uh, how with some flights, because they did not fly for a specific moment in time, a lot of them lost a lot of money. Any like major event that grounds, especially with the 767s, any major event that grounds these airlines, they lose millions of dollars a day, if not by like the hour, and over time, and in a short time, they can lose billions, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And then so. planes on top of that are made to be in the air. Their, their, their engineering is for being in flight, so being grounded is actually bad for planes. So if they're grounded for any length of time, they could actually be grounded permanently. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Makes perfect sense. The engineering on it that way, yeah. 
I guess we do give kudos to Amazon because they said that it has removed hundreds of thousands of high-priced offers and suspended thousands of sellers who have engaged in price gouging on its marketplace. Uh, they acknowledged the move on Friday in a letter that it wrote to Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts earlier this week. Uh, he wrote a letter to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos seeking more information on what steps the company was taking to crack down on price gouging and how it determines whether an item is unfairly priced. Uh, so they are monitoring that, um, and yeah, that's just that's sad that we have to do that. I think that CNBC found examples of face masks being sold for as much as $195. So there's no way. And I'm just shaking I, my head. I'm just I think shaking I my head. Yesterday. I think at that point I will just get like some rags. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make my own mask. <laughs> don't be, don't be, don't laugh because I found a picture of some guy that's using a thong as a mask, which I'm, uh, I'm kind of scared about. But uh, I got a couple. I'm hoping of they renew. I got a couple questions on that, but I don't know if I should ask them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But I mean, hey, if that's what you got, that's what you got, right? Hmm. All right. So, but I don't know. You think that uh, I guess too should sports pretty much uh, not have a lot of people. I mean, here's the thing. One thing about it that gets us all. And this is now March. There's a lot of basketball that's being played. Baseball is about to come back. I don't think that that's going to stop me from going to a sporting event or a concert. I don't think it will. Would you be more vigilant in going to something in which a lot of people are around? I mean, I already don't like going where there's a lot of people around. I mean, it's too peopley out to begin with. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it wouldn't stop me. I do understand why people think that it would stop you because people are gross. <laughs> but I'm already – I already know people are gross, so – I mean, I'm including myself in that. I mean, I'm whatever, burp and sneeze and fart. Um, people are gross, and there's plenty of <laughs> plenty of chances for people to sneeze and not cover and and not wash their hands and touch gross things. But that's again, that comes back to it's the same kind of risk as um, the influenza virus. It's the same kind of risk as getting any kind of like bronchitis or um, infections of that nature so uh, it doesn't stop me for those i that's not going to stop me for this for this at this point well i think we've mostly shared with you everything that we pretty much and i know there's more uh there's more stories if you want to read up on the coronavirus and everything from like exactly what it is and if you want to avoid the doctor's office, how you can get uh, someone to actually come and see you on a home visit. Um, also, uh, there was a, one other story and one other note here in regards to why the victims are anonymous. It's on purpose. Um, the, while you know officials are trying to be as transparent as possible uh, to put a lot of names out there um, because it has a lot of ramifications. Uh, doctors don't out people. 
Um, of course, that goes back to a lot of HIPAA laws as well. So now we're now we're talking about HIPAA in regards to all of this, but uh, they said there are far more deadly diseases that doctors see and don't report publicly, which is scary. Uh, that's up to the public health officials to step in, but they won't tell people who you are. Um, but they're also afraid as uh, uh, while well, they feel duty-bound to do so in any sort of infectious case, whether it's a STD or tuberculosis, uh, it's referred to as contact tracing investigation. And, um, you know, by fear of actually putting out who it could be, people could pretty much be tracked down, and, yeah, unless people just come out on their own and actually talk about it. But, yeah, there's a lot over there. How about we... Uh, I think we're we've done all we could with the coronavirus tonight. Oh. Um, yeah, I actually did find one of, and the, and the thing is that we weren't prepared. We didn't know how long this was going to go tonight, and like I said, we didn't really have uh, any major. But because it's such a major story, and this pretty much has been all day long, um, uh, there was actually something that came out, and I'm actually telling Mary for the first time here because. Um, something that I was a little bit more disturbed about. Um, you Would you call yourself a popcorn fan? Yes. Yes, of course. Now, what is, now, you know me well. What is the one thing about food that I do not like? You mean like the blue coloring? Oh, man, you're good. We didn't practice that. So, good folks at Act 2. They're releasing cotton candy flavored popcorn that turns blue when it pops. Um, so Act Two, best known for its making microwave popcorn, will be introducing a new product called Llama Party Popcorn. It's a cotton candy flavored, and when the kernels pop, they're blue. It won't be coming out until September of this year. I'm going to put a hard pass on that. <laughs> Popcorn, though, I know how much you like popcorn. No. And it's cotton no. candy popcorn on top of it. It's good. No. If it was, if the popcorn came out, no, I'm going to sound racist. Racist. Uh, if the popcorn <laughs> came out white, would you have it? Would it? Would in doubt. <laughs> I already called would myself doubt. out on it, so it's good. <laughs> if the popcorn came out white, would you eat it then with the flavoring? Well, the flavoring popcorn of, uh, is the cotton candy. Technically, well, you know, here's the thing. Some popcorn, uh, when popped, does turn out white. And, and the ones that are in the bags at your store, uh, like I know that there's a popcorn because it's cheddar. Yeah, it's just the blue. I so just it's have just the blue. Just the blue. Just Sorry, blue. I couldn't do it. What if it was blue corn that nope. popped blue? The corn itself is blue. I don't know. Which corn should not be blue? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not going to happen. Nope. Not going to happen. So, couldn't do it. Oh, my goodness. Even if it was, not not for anything going, I would not... uh, wouldn't do it. So um, the other thing that I found was actually an interesting article from Reader's Digest. And uh, you, 
all of you are going to be hearing about it for the first time, but I thought this was interesting. Now, I've always heard that people do judge you by the words that you use. So in this case, the good folks at People Digest, People's Reader's Digest, I'm sorry, came out with 12 overused words that make you sound boring. I, <laughs> you know how, well, it's not what you think. And actually, I was quite surprised. Uh, they said that whether you're an aspiring writer or just someone who uses written correspondence to communicate, which, yes, is most people, you probably use some of the same words over and over again without even thinking about it, and <laughs> that can bore your readers, not to mention it's just nice to use more words, keep your vocabulary sharp. So some of the words that they said that we use, we use the word very, V-E-R-Y, too much. They said it's a handy word for sure, and it instantly ups the, the intensity of whatever word you're describing, but like that movie wasn't just sad, it was very sad. Uh, your date wasn't just late, he was very late. They said there's definitely a time and a place for very, and sometimes it just really isn't necessary to use a flashy synonym. Um, so, yeah, so very was, uh, they said you could take uh, maybe some other word and probably uh, a list of very swaps and probably use something better. The word said, they said that one is a creative writer's kryptonite. While you probably don't use the word said much in daily conversation, you're probably more likely to use the phrase, I was like, if you're writing dialogue for whatever reasons. Uh, all too easy to fall into the said trap. So, yeah, don't use said. So he Pretty. said, she said, we said. Pretty much. Um, the word pretty. It says so many things can be pretty, which is probably why this word is so common. Using a more exciting variation can help you specify what exactly about the thing you're describing is so appealing. Uh, exquisite implies a more refined beauty as well as more of a little bit of uh, fragility. Um, so, yeah, pretty was another word. Like. Death. Now, the word like. <sighs> <laughs> It's good to use, but not – there are people out there who – and I'm going to, like, step away from their whole explanation of it. Do you ever get that one person that always uses like way too much and probably uh-huh. – yeah. Like, you know, or like, yeah, that probably is one of the reasons why Reader's Digest said that. <laughs> uh the another word, good, great, and awesome. It says these three separate words would seem to indicate an increasing amount of goodness, but they're used so interchangeably that awesome almost never evokes the overwhelming feeling of uh, reverence or admiration. So they don't like it. Uh, the word see was another one, S-E-E. Uh, thing was another one because it's a catch-all word. <laughs> And then uh, funny was another one to describe a type of humor. They said that you should use hilarious, uh, riotous, amusing, witty, and side-splitting. And then the word nice, that's another one as well. So it's a good article. We'll share it. Mm. Yeah, we'll share it on the website. Nice is a bad word. Nice is a bad word. It can be. 
It's like, if you, you like say it? something's nice, it's like, mm, what do you mean it's nice? Yeah. Or even when, when you're describing what do you mean? Even when you're describing a person, cause they'll be like, well, I was a date with so-and-so. Well, they're nice. That can be very misleading. It, <laughs> so yeah, probably usually that. that's followed up by, what do you mean they were nice? Like nice, yeah. like they were nice or not nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's usually how it works. Uh, smart was w- one other word, as well as the word important uh, and interesting. So those were the other three oh. words that were on that list. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I, you don't think about it until people actually start using them a lot more in their vocabulary. But, yeah, you know, I would say I'm I'm such a geek. I used to grow up reading at different points the dictionary because it used to make me so mad because when I wrote papers, I didn't want to always sound the same. And I started reading them. I used to buy like the little pocket dictionaries. I used to buy like the pocket thesauruses as well, trying to figure out a different word that I could use. And I think I need to get, I think all of us probably need to get back to that and kind of like open up our vocab, I think we've become so reliant on probably the words that we already know and then trying to make up words as well, which is, I think, why mm-hmm. sometimes even in this new generation of, like, words that are used, I couldn't tell you what most of the new vocab words are. So, yeah, couldn't tell you. But it is what it is. But, my friend, did you have anything to add this evening to the show. I have no further superfluous information to add to this delectable. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. I'm trying to use my words. <laughs> I don't no, I don't have anything to add to this evening. <laughs> so what you're saying was that it was a nice evening. <laughs> it was a very nice evening. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. <laughs> we threatened to have this kind of show, though. This is a thir- this is a show that we threatened to have, and now we've done it. You know, no script. We, we kind of did this, I think, a few. Well, I mean, that was because you don't know. Uh, with a couple minutes left here, when we go into these shows, and I'll, I'll give you all a behind the scenes look into what happens here. We generally have a few topics of discussion. This week has been one of those weird weeks in which. Nothing really has gone well. There's been a few things, <laughs> which we'll mull it over. We may talk about it next week, but then again, sometimes the stories may be just something that we don't want to bring into the wheelhouse here on this show. And that we've said it time and time again is that we want to do it in a way in which it's eye-opening, but not way controversial. Because that's not this show. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to talk politics this week. Probably any other week. Uh, so that will be a no-go, uh, unless it is something that is a major story that is uh, transformative. Not not to say what's going on now isn't major, but it's still developing. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, this is the big story. There's a lot of things within the story that I think that was worth knowing. It opened my eyes to a lot of things, so some things I already knew, some things I didn't know. Hopefully mm-hmm. it did for you too. So, mm-hmm. but as a reminder, hopefully you guys will get a chance to go online. Follow me at News Comment B. Follow Mary over at 
Louise Mama. And click on her link and make sure if you have not had a chance already to donate to the cause. Uh, still ongoing. Doesn't stop. And uh, as far as I know, what we'll be back here next Friday night, right? Yep, next Friday. And next Friday is the what the is that the weekend before St. Patrick's Day? It, it is. It's Friday the thirteenth. Oh. Dun dun dun. I wasn't thinking about that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll be. <laughs> I may have to rethink next Friday. I don't know. No, we'll be Interesting. Here. We'll be here. <laughs> We're always here. Uh, but yeah, so no. For Mary, I'm Lavar. Thank you so much once again for everybody for tuning in, and we will be back here next Friday night for another edition of Page One. Good night. Bye.